to another part of the Glorantha Initiation Series, where we talk to members of a tribe who recently joined the Godliner Studies. The Godliner Podcast wants to investigate how people comparatively new to Glorantha experience the world, what are the rewards, what are the hurdles when approaching this study. So, would you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hello, hello, everyone. My name is Bridget Jeffries. I am a Chaosium community ambassador um, amongst like a thousand other things on podcast streams, writing and publishing. But I love gaming and I've been doing it semi-professionally here maybe for the last two years or so. And I'm super excited to be here to talk about all things Glorantha because I have a lot to learn and I have a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to kickstart the second season of our like newbie interview series with you. Uh, my nickname for you is like the happiest uh, voice in cosmic horror. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to write it down because now I need to do something with it. The happiest voice in cosmic horror. Yes. I will take that compliment and run. Thank you. And, and I think you had like a, a probably like a, a similar uh, arrival as me. Like you probably played a lot of Call of Cthulhu first and then you ended up uh, falling into Glorenta because, well, mostly because you're at Chaosium now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll start with uh, how you got into RPGs in the first place. Yeah, so starting off with uh, how I was introduced into TTRPGs. Uh, this was, I think, 10th grade in high school. Uh, I got put in detention for talking too much. I know, let's all get, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's all have a good laugh and a I'm big shocked. surprise. Right? <laughs> So shocked. So yeah, I was put into detention for talking too much. Uh, that was a very humbling experience because I thought I was just amazing. And clearly, I still needed to learn how to shut my mouth. And uh, my AP calculus teacher, uh, Jerry Fox, who put me in detention uh, while I was sitting there brooding, he was on a whiteboard drawing like hills and a castle and maps and things of that nature. And my curiosity winded up trumping my irritation for being put in detention. I finally asked, like, what are you doing? What's, what's that on the board? And he's like, oh, I'm drawing out a map for a game that I'm running for my friends. I was like, I don't know what a game is. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a black female in inner city Akron, Ohio. I had never been exposed to even the notion of a hobby of a tabletop role-playing game. That's just mm -hmm. something that just wasn't on my exposure radar. So I'm like, what's a game? What does that mean? And he starts telling me about the characters that he and his friends are playing and this amazing fantasy story. And there's a princess and a dragon and a swashbuckler. And it was it was absolutely fascinating to me. So the following week, I went back to his classroom. I was like, hey, what happened with the princess in the tower? He's like, oh, she died. I was like, wait, she died? <laughs> you know, you're thinking about fantasy stories. You know, the princess always gets saved. I was like, wait, she died? He's like, yeah, and it was a character's fault because he didn't do this. And I, and then at that point, I was just, I was I was clawed in. So every week, every Friday, I would go back to Mr. Fox's class. Like, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? And finally, so wait, the, the, what, did you know if the princess was an NPC or a PC? I had no concept of anything. I just, there was a princess in a tower that him and his friends were going to go save. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand she was an NPC, but I was just boggled that the princess died. <laughs> <laughs> so he eventually asked me if I wanted to join the table. And I was like, uh, yeah. However, hard stop, guys. This is a, what, a 15, 16 year old black girl that's getting ready to go into a basement with five 50 year old white guys. <laughs> yes. One of them being her teacher uh, and staying out until like, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning in some guy's basement. So my mother and Mr. Fox all had to have a nice long conversation about <laughs> this is where she'll be. This is what we're doing. This is when she'll be home. And by the way, the school administration can never know. And if her grades slip, I'm kicking her out of the game. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it was this big covert operation. For the next two years, I played wow. advanced Dungeons and Dragons, Champions, and Battletech in my AP Calculus teacher's basement. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you got in trouble and then you got into more trouble. Wonderful, right? And now I'm like, <laughs> what, a decade later and a billion dollars into this hobby? I should send them an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> and so how how did you like it at first like uh because like yeah it's like not only just getting into a bunch of really weird getting and even like champion and all that that's pretty crunchy to get into oh, but on God, top of yeah. that yeah you're with a bunch of like they were all adults right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah these are all adults with adult lives and careers and i'm a kid yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was a trip. I felt supported and I felt safe the entire time. And really, mm -hmm. I think at a baseline for anybody being introduced into this hobby, if they feel safe and they feel supported, magical things could happen. Because I didn't have to worry about whether or not my combat skills made any sense because I didn't know what a combat sense was. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about what I was rolling on the die because they would say, roll these ones that look like pyramids. And I would roll them and they would count them out and they would teach me. And then I, you know, so I was in a position where I was pretty well insulated. So it was great. The crunchiness didn't affect me then because it didn't matter. I was there for the story. Cool. And wh where did you go from there then? Oh, Lord. Uh, I went to college where I continued picking up new systems, new experiences, getting around mm. gamers in my same age group. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then kind of continued on um, from there. I think my big uh, reemergence into the gaming scene is once I found the confidence to start attending gaming conventions in person. That was oh. probably one of my big, let's like get out there and actually really see what people are doing in the industry. When was that? Oh, that was after I moved to Columbus. So maybe 2010, 2011. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. Um, and so how did you eventually get to uh, Chaosium Products and Glorantha? Yeah. So at a gaming convention, I was at Origins oh, cool. Game yeah. Fair. Yep. And uh, there was a gaming group there called Rogue Cthulhu. And basically, they're just like uh, one of those big hubs that put on a bunch of events. And I played Cthulhu before, but I wasn't mature enough to know what I was doing with it. So I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so I, <laughs> so I ended up trying it again at this gaming convention. And guys, I got my wig pushed back. It was the first time I had ever seen people buy in as heavily as they did with their characters. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I had seen any type of vulnerability or performance level role play. And mm -hmm. it, it's a, there's a big difference between like I drop a 10D six fireball at the dragon and hey uh my mom is buried under uh, the basement with a monster and i don't know what to do it's just different it's different approaches yes. to the story <laughs> um so i winded up falling in love with horror and i stuck with horror pretty heavily and of course if you're gonna do horror you're gonna run face first into call of cthulhu that was my first real yeah. exposure um and then once i got there i was like wow the call of cthulhu community is pretty dope what else they got Oh, what's RuneQuest? Ah, mm -hmm. that feels a little intimidating. Let me skip RuneQuest and go somewhere else. Seven C sounds palatable. So yeah, so then I start playing around Chaosium's IP. Nice, yeah, and that's how. Uh, because I know the. I think the first time I saw you playing RuneQuest was in um like an actual play. Uh, maybe a couple of years ago, right? You had you had like some tattoos and 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 cool cool cosplay, which maybe you picked up from the Seven C community because they're big into cosplay. Uh, oh, they don't play about the cosplay scene, honey. They are thick. Yes, yes. But was that your first RuneQuest game? 
Guys, that was my very first one live on. Wow. Stream. So your first RuneQuest game was in cosplay. That's was badass. in cosplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James was running it and it was Sin, Sin Dancer, London Carlisle, and then David. And that was my very first time jumping out into RuneQuest. And James, uh, in like the pre-show, he's like, hey, do you guys want to dress up? And everyone was like, yeah. So wait, it, it, it was like improvised dress up? No, no, no. It was, it was, it was expected on the front end. He oh, said, okay. like, yeah. come, come in mild or light costume if you guys want to do it. And London and Sin were like, yeah, let's do it. Guys, I didn't know what the hell bronze age anything was. So I'm over here on Google, like, what is bronze age attire look like? Can I get that at a costume store? What, that was a struggle. But yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, because I'm 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 looking at the at the at the video there, like and yeah, London has like this insane like chest armor, right? Yeah. But you have like a, you have like some cool braids and some tattoos and some uh some necklace and all that. So yeah, it was it was great. So that was your first RuneQuest uh game. That was my very I mean guys, nice. like literally my very first RuneQuest game. Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll have a link in the show notes for people to check it out. How do you how do you like it? So I am in love with it. And I kind of hate the people at Chaosium for putting me on the RuneQuest because like, man, here goes another IP I got to sink time and money into because I'm obsessed. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, in total transparency, guys, as being a new player, the only real exposure I've had is on stream with James. Yes. So I, I was blessed enough to be able to play like a quick uh, pickup game with like Jeff Richards at Chaosium Con, which, by the way, guys, good to Chaosium Con because you can like literally play RuneQuest with Jeff Richards. But like it's hard for me sometimes to differentiate between what James is making up as a game master and then what's actual lore. So a lot of times after the games I play with James, I'm running on the Google or I'm asking RQ staff and like, how much of that was him? How much of that was actually the lore? Where can I read more? Mm-hmm. Right. Did you actually get like the starter set box or the the RuneQuest rulebook or anything? Like, did you skim through that or are you just like leaving it entirely to gems? No. So Chaosium was sweet enough to send me the starter set right before I started streaming. So I do have the starter set and I have the um, like the core rulebook, the real sexy one with the purple cover. Um, Have I gone through it page by page? (laughs) No. But what I've been doing (laughs) is like going through the index and reverse researching stuff that I need to know, like in the moment. Okay. What grabbed you about um, about Glorantine? You know, some people interpret this as, you know, about the setting and some other interpret this as about RuneQuest spe- specifically at the game. So it's like, you know, whichever for you. Uh, but yeah, what what is interesting to you? What is compelling about the game or, or the world? I am so glad you said that because that was one of the questions that I have. Can I ask, I'm sorry, I know I'm here, but can I reverse yeah. ask you the question on what your interpretation is between Glorantha itself and then the RuneCrest rules? Uh, you said that I could approach that either way. What is your interpre- yeah. <laughs> interpretation of both of those? Well, for me, it's just like one is the, the setting, the world, you know, the, the world building and all that. The other is the game, just like, you know, you got the Star Wars world. Mm-hmm. But you can play Star Wars with, you know, the old Star Wars D6 or with Star Wars um, D20 or with the new Final, um, not Final Fantasy, uh, uh, Fantasy Flight game um, rule, right. right? And so may, maybe what you have relates more to the actual rule set that you played Star Wars with. Mm. Or maybe it's, you know, it's it doesn't have anything to do with the game itself. It's just like, oh, you like you like lightsabers or you're like cowboys in space. Right. So yeah. um, th- that's to me, that's the difference. Yeah. 
And to me, um, I came into RuneQuest with the third edition, which had okay. Glorantha removed from it. So, oh wow! <laughs> for me, RuneQuest was a generic system which I used intensively for playing in a Viking setting. Okay. Uh, before discovering Glorantha and slowly stealing stuff from Glorantha for my Vikings game. <laughs> Hmm. Wow, there was a whole edition where Glorantha wasn't included and then it came back? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um well Glorantha was so they for third edition they tried to make it a generic fantasy game system. Okay. And it came with like example material for a fantasy earth, like mm-hmm. you know, fantasy Vikings and whatnot. But it also had uh later supplements for Glorantha. But it was, yeah, it was, it was, so they, they were trying to separate it. That was back when it was published by Avalon Hill in the early 90s, I want to say. I don't know. 1984 or 1985 it started and it lasted for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah right. I don't know. I wasn't around, so, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the old guy here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're the wise one, the wise one. That's what yes. it is. Yeah. You're, You're the, the wise, wise one. one. <laughs> 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 okay, so... I think I'm just going to throw spaghetti at the wall and I'll have you guys kind of like throw it back at me and let me know where yeah. I land, I what? guess, on that. Oh, it's a food there. fight. Okay, I see. Right. A- <laughs> <laughs> the thing that gets me most excited when I wake up Monday mornings, knowing that I'm going to play with James and I'm going to play with Dave mm-hmm. and I'm going to play RuneQuest that night is there is a certain, and again, I don't know whether this is Glorantha. I don't know whether this is the setting. I don't know if it's James. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to throw it out yeah. and you guys can tell me what it is. I love... Mm, two things. One, the moral ambiguity of every situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing is straightforward. And in order for you to make a decision, you could just go in and hit it with a hammer. Sure. But the <laughs> way that these stories are rolling out, there's so much depth that comes along with like the lore or the history or the superstition or the oral traditions. And there's all of this weight that comes into a decision that sometimes you don't learn into the last minute and it completely changes your perspective or your palate on a whole situation. I live for that type of storytelling. The second thing that I am obsessed with is this whole, I activate a rune or I activate a passion or I activate something in order to modify the role because like, yeah, like there are so many different systems that reward good role play. Hey, you did something amazing. Here's a Benny. You can get a free re-roll or, oh, I'm going to give you a bonus die because that was super sexy. And I, I love that type of player recognition. I, I love it. 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 However, from experience in a story, for me to look into a situation, it's like, okay, I'm getting ready to walk onto the battlefield with Ludo and I want to modify my attacks. And for me to look at my sheet and get a reminder of what's important to my character, whether that's their village or whether it's uh, association with a certain rune that I'm still learning or whether it's with a god or whether it's just because I hate that he's wearing a red shirt because I have hatred red shirts on my sheet. (laughs) I just love how that just like it, it just there's something about it that gets its claws into my heart and in my soul as a role player, (laughs) as buy-in, as an investment, and really gets you there. And the way this game is set up, failure is sexy. I have never enjoyed failure more than I have with playing RuneQuest. Getting locked out of runes, like, okay, I'm locked out of my water rune. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? Mm -hmm. How do I respond to that? How does my character feel about that? There are so many moving pieces <laughs> from a narrative standpoint that it's just like it's almost overwhelming in how amazingly sexy it is. Nice. So my question is, is that mechanics? Is that James or is that Glorantha? 
I, I think it's a bit of uh, three. I mean, uh, first, you know, it's mostly James because he's the fucking great GM. Yes, he um, is, Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love watching him. Um, just like you know, weave the lore and the the player actions and choices and all that through the story. Mm-hmm. He's, he's doing a great job. Um, yeah. I think your first question uh, clearly tends to it's Glorantha. It's the okay. setting which produces all this. Okay. So, uh, all this mythic depth and so on that comes from a setting, but uh, RuneQuest, uh, Roleplaying and Dorantha really uh, has taken that to its colors and is carrying that onward. So the stuff you said about the passions and the runes, that's clearly the uh, RuneQuest system set in Dorantha. Yeah, yeah, because the, 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 the whole runes and passions and augments, that's new with this edition of RuneQuest? It didn't exist before. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's something that they basically some somehow took from Pendragon, where you also have this this idea of the the your personality letting you, um, you know, get motivated. You know, you're gonna fight for love or for justice, or but you can also fall into despair if you fail. Um, so it it's kind of the same thing. And and yeah, like York says, I think Glorantha has. A certain tradition of you know moral ambiguity mm-hmm. of everything having a uh some you know some backstory everybody uh fighting for their community etc etc so uh i think it 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 sets this precedent and it sets this this atmosphere yeah that still the gm needs to pick it up and actually realize it in the game which is where james is doing a great job yeah Um, but so yeah it's a combination of all three like the good gm the setting and the and the mechanics that bridge the setting to the to the players beautifully articulated by both of you guys that was insightful okay thank you (laughs) that was actually really insightful because i'm thinking about to your previous statements like yeah if you want to play star wars technically you can play that with power by the apocalypse you can play it with dread Mm -hmm. you can play it with uh brp but i just i don't know with my experience if i would feel if i would choose to play rune quest with anything other than what i have sitting in front of me right now right i wouldn't want to play i wouldn't want to play in glorantha with a dread tower Mm mm-hmm I wouldn't want to play it with uh, Powered by the Apocalypse. I wouldn't want to play it with the one system. I want to play it exactly how it is right now because they feel so, based on what I'm hearing from you two, they sound so intimately entwined. Like that experience yes. is mm-hmm. is a combo of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, the current request system is the second uh, game Jeff Richard uh, uh, applied to Glorantha. And his previous effort at uh, HeroQuest, uh, role-playing in Glorantha. Mm-hmm. Uh, is equally uh, well suited and uh, gives place to a totally different playing style while still having the same uh, kind of notions and possibilities. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you you probably know about Quest Worlds, which is being worked on at, at Chaosium. So Quest World is basically the new version of that HeroQuest system. Uh, yeah. The trademark was lost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, or given back. But yeah, um, well, back and forth. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there. So there was a Hero Quest Glorantha. There might be a Quest World Glorantha later or something like that. But yeah, so there are some people who also like to play in Glorantha with the, let's say, the Quest Worlds system. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, you might try that in a couple of years once uh, once it's once it's out. 
No, at the next at the next uh, uh, Chaosium convention, you might try it. Yes, yeah, that is very yeah. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so now, uh, of course. RuneQuest is fairly crunchy. It's crunchier than Call of Cthulhu, yeah. and it's probably the crunchier of the BRP variants. Mm -hmm. So I'm somewhat new to it. You know, I started playing RuneQuest in 2019. Okay. Uh, and you know, it's so I've got I've got my issues with it, but it's funny because I have been playing it for so for a couple of years, and I still have you know trouble remembering all the rules and you know the combat table and all that it's you know it's hard to keep in your head uh, yeah. and so it, it's always funny like when when i see gems you know double checking on the size like oh what is it is it like you know plus 20 or plus 30 percent or what is it yeah. uh <laughs> for the for like a successful parry versus a special yeah. attack so i'm i'm very identifying with with gems there you know uh, <laughs> having having trouble just uh, uh going with yeah. the, the system like not having the system fully assimilated and so do you find that the crunch is sometimes uh a bit like you know taking away from the from the story or uh, especially in a in an actual play where at the table you know we can stop the game and talk about mechanics all day long but for an actual play you kind of have to keep it snappy so how does runequest work for actual play versus like the other games you've played on other actual plays like call of cthulhu especially seventh edition which is great like it's been streamlined so much so how, how do you find that so this is going to be giving uh, major kudos and credits back to james mm -hmm. i really don't have to babysit the mechanics at all I can just show up, which is a blessing, which is amazing because I cannot imagine how many monitors or books he has open. There will be times when like, he'll be looking for something and I'll be like, OK, it looks like David is getting ready to double check that rule. So I'll hop in and do a role play scene to buy them time while they figure out the mechanics. Or we're all looking at the Twitch chat like, uh, RQ Staffen said this, but the guy above him said this. Which one is it? You got ah. so. Yeah, Dave is a Dave is a great uh, GM assistant. Oh my goodness. Dave is yeah. really just a great ass yeah. person. Like he's yeah. phenomenal well, yes. at his keepering yeah. <laughs> and his, he's a great support to, yeah, he's, you're, you said it, he's a great, great GM. Uh, yeah. For, so, for RuneQuest, he's often sort of helping out and that's great. Like, Oh it, my gosh. I mean, he's like throwing papers around, looking through books, <laughs> scanning through the wiki. I mean, he, Dave, Dave yes. be on his job. Um, but from a performance standpoint, James has us so well, again, supported and so well feeling safe that really all I have to do is try to maintain the performance and then I can kind of walk away from everything else, which is extremely helpful. Just like when you were playing champions with old people, you don't have to worry about too much about the system and all that. And, and like, so this is just just a random story about the, the RuneQuest game we were playing. So at some point, Bridget had the aha moment that Apparently, zombies don't die easily. Like, you got to beat them to hell. And then you got to yeah. jump on them another 10 times to make sure they're dead dead. And at some point, my character had a roll, and it either went through the head or the chest or something. And I was like, oh, wait. So I can sit here and fight this thing for 45 minutes and hit it in the leg, the shoulder, the arm, the ankle, the ear, the nose, and it won't do anything. It can do something. Bridget still doesn't even understand how damage gets through to kill something. But <laughs> if I can get it in the head or I can get it in the chest, I can kill it fast. So Bridget was like, let me go pull out this book real fast and see if RuneQuest has anything um, parallel or adjacent to a called shot or a focus shot right. or a targeted shot. So I'm like running through the combat section and I find, what is it called, guys? Aim shot? Called shot? Uh, 
Aimed blow. Aimed blow. Aimed blow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I see aimed blow, and I was like, "All right, how the hell does this mechanic work?" Okay, I call it on the front end. It bumps my strike rank down to twelve, and I I, I go at fifty percent. I was like, "Good." When we fight this stupid ass dragon, I'm gonna do aimed blows. And my first thought was. What if James knows about aimed blows? Let me message him and let him know that this is something my character is going to do before right. I do it live on stream. Because one, if he's not familiar with that mechanic, you know, I don't know how fluent he is in RuneQuest. I know that he's a newer keeper or newer GM with it, which yeah. guys with as much goes into RuneQuest, he's newer and he's doing it live on stream. That is a yeah. brave ass man. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard stop. Uh, I was like, let me make sure he's aware of this mechanic and let me make sure that he's okay with me using it in game. Because again, I'm not sitting at a table with my homies. I- I'm performing. I don't want to do anything that makes him look bad on stream. And I also don't want to do anything that's going to hold us up for 30 minutes as we're trying to find the rules for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. That's the most I've had to Molly Coddle rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, this is where you'll have to be honest. Uh-oh. Uh Yes. Uh, what do you not like about either the setting or the game, the system? Oh, and you you teed me up with, I got to be honest. Yes. <laughs> well, it can also be something you just don't care for. So, for example, you know that there are, you know, ducks in Glorantha. Yeah, right? I don't know what that means, though. I just know they exist. It's just like they're little people ducks, like the same way you have centaurs. and <laughs> Yeah, you, you have like, you know, yeah, centaurs and trolls and, and, and satyrs and fox women. Well, you have also ducks. And at least one of them has this very annoying singing voice. <laughs> yes uh but some people don't like having a, a a fantasy game with you know donald duck in it so i know that uh Jurg, for example there's no ducks in glorantha he doesn't care for them no 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 no. i have the ducks oh i'm the one who wrote the story uh the story about uh the revenge uh, uh for the uh, duck bill tax right okay but yeah you don't you don't <laughs> like the ducks though I don't like them, no. But, He's like, I don't uh, like the ducks. I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, something you don't like about the, the, the setting or about RuneQuest. Yeah, what it is is I'm, I'm debating about whether I want to say it because I'm going to piss a lot of people off. But I'm also like, ah, I might as well get it off my chest. You That's said, fine. be honest. So <laughs> this is going to be two... I'm going to do the easy one, and then I'm going to do the second one that's probably going to piss some people off, but I feel how I feel. Um, The very first one that was a challenge for me, uh, as weird as it is, is there's nothing comparatively out there that I can relate to when I first got invited to the Bronze Age setting. Right, yes. When I was told, hey, you're going to be playing in Bronze Age something, I was like, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) So it's not the Stone Ages, I got that. It's not the Iron Age either. What the fuck is Bronze Age again? Okay, what does that mean from a role play standpoint? I don't know what that means. So I remember going on Google trying to figure out like what movie inspiration or book inspiration or mm. what can I get that paralleled it just so I could get my palette wrapped around kind of what I was walking into. Yeah. A- and I remember not finding a lot. And that is very intimidating. If you say we're going to go play medieval fantasy, that's super easy to relate to. Got it. Oh, we're going to play in uh, Imperial Rome. Got it. Oh, we're going to play in high fantasy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. People are yeah. riding dragons. Got it. Duck people and riding buffalo. I, I just don't I don't I don't have anything to compare it to. So so it's it's, it's hard walking in blind to that. It's it's uh it's a uh, very like I'm pretty sure everybody except the historians in the crowd have that problem. Now, I think the ugly secret is that you can use the Iron Age because even like you know, uh, a lot of the a lot of the inspirations that Jeff Richard 
sites for Glorantha and all that. It's all in the Iron Age. It's like, you know, ancient Greece and the Romans and uh, Alexander the Great and all that. Yeah. Which still, I mean, you know, you would have asked me three years ago. I can picture the Romans and the Greeks, but not too much more than that. So I would still. Oh, my. Everybody can everyone, everybody can picture Moses uh, walking through the desert or something like that. Yeah, but <laughs> it's uh, like that's do, not do, the Iron Age. Yeah, yeah. Ah, well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's I. I totally, I totally relate to that problem. Yes. Yeah, coming in blind is hard because, like, I mean, yeah. even right now, like, I just wrote a campaign for Regency Cthulhu. I'm not super familiar with the Regency era, but you know what I could do? I go to the damn library and rent eight books and movies that were all in that time zone and have a great idea of what I'm working with, whether or not there's mythos involved or not. Bronze Age, I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. We're writing vices in the Bronze Age? How are we reconciling that? Okay, so the Lunars are kind of like the Romans. What is it? That was hard for me. Yes. Um, yeah. The thing that I dislike most about Glorantha and RuneQuest. And again, I'm just going to say it because you said be honest, is the accessibility issue from the old head fans. Sorry right. if that pisses you guys off. That no, was a major fine. issue. The first time I looked at RuneQuest, I felt like unless I could defend a dissertation on RuneQuest, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> eligible to play. I wasn't worthy yes. enough to play. Like even right now, James is telling a beautiful story that has me on the edge of my seat. People love it. It's amazing. But if you go to the YouTube comments, you're going to get th a thousand and one comments about he did this rule wrong or that's not how it works in my Glorantha. That's not. And that is very discouraging. And I'm going to I'm going to get off my soapbox on this one. You told me to be honest. So here we go. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get off my soapbox yeah, on this one in a minute. The age of old school RuneQuest Glorantha players, y'all are going to die out. Y'all love this hobby. You love this setting. You love this world. But y'all are going to die out. Yes, and yeah. if you don't stop gatekeeping new people from coming in, exploring, changing things, having a good time, crashing into stuff, the hobby, that that whole setting is going to die out with you. Mm -hmm. It's that younger generation of gamers, whether that's by age or just, you know, introduction into gaming, that is going to wind up keeping Glorantha, that's going to wind up keeping RuneQuest alive. Make them feel welcome walking in the door and yeah. it's i'm not shitting on the old school fans because we need you guys we want to ask questions <laughs> we want to feel safe enough to ask questions we also don't want to get shit on every time we don't get something to your perfection of level have you seen that book have you seen the combat stats not everyone got that type of time we'll get there when we get there we just want to tell a story uh mm -hmm. and enjoy doing it without getting berated and i'm not shitting on just this fandom the vampire the masquerade one is the same way holy shit mm -hmm. The lore yeah. is miles deep. It is decades deep. And people at the front gate is like, if you don't get it perfectly, you can't come through. Well, then fine. We'll just turn around and not play it. Mm -hmm. yeah. That yeah. is the one thing I hate most about Glorantha right now. I've had people come up to me at cons be like, hey, I thought you did a really good job as Yanni out. But just to give you a heads up, the air room doesn't work that way. I don't give a fuck. Are you kidding me? Is this a real conversation we're having right now? Are you losing sleep at night because I misinterpreted the air room for a 30 second clip out of a game? Guys, <laughs> what are we talking? Is this real life right now? I don't have that shit in Call of Cthulhu. I don't have it nowhere else. It's it's RuneQuest. <laughs> it's Vampire. Yeah. And there's a couple other ones that have all that depth to it um, that people gatekeep and guard like, no, thou shalt not pass. That's my soapbox yeah. there. I mean, uh, it's the kind of game which uh, attracts the obsessive people. Hmm? Yeah, it's crunchy and it's got tons of lore. So yes, you already uh, are, and it's got, yeah. and it's and it's all like fifty-five to sixty-five year old people. 
right now on 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 mm-hmm. from days. So yes, yeah. and it's on the internet. So <laughs> oh god, if it's on the internet, listen, it's open season apparently, baby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But yes. That would be my major issue. That was my first issue when I first yeah. looked at RuneQuest. I was like, oh, no, I can't because I can't rock with the RuneQuest people. That's, that's too deep. Yeah. Well, those two problems are like, those are the most common that we hear, really. So you're really? not alone. Oh, yeah. good. I feel better. Yeah. Or I feel seen. even proper trade. Fair. Okay. So reverse question to you guys, because you, I know Ludo, you said you've been in it since 2019. Yeah. Um, and then York, I know you've been in it much longer. W- what are ways that we as professionals or we as people who love RuneQuest can fix those issues? Mm. How do we start to address that? Well, uh, we we can't change the fans, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Babe, go get your people. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, can, we, we, we somehow can because those, those who are involved in the fan communities, they can, you know, they can berate the other fans if they treat the newcomers yes. bad, right? So it's a, it's a moderation problem. At this point, yes. So, mm-hmm. so it's this can be handled by the other fans. Yes, but then the old hands uh, need, uh, need to recognize that there's a problem, yeah. Yeah. which can be hard at times. Talking yes. from my own position, <laughs> that's fair. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. On the, on the other hand, yeah, a lot of these old fans uh, go out, uh, uh, go and reach out and uh, try to get people in and lower the hurdle. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting here. Yeah. yeah. And I understand being protective about things that you love. That's the one thing I don't want to do is like reverse shit on these people who are like shitting on new people. But like, it's like Erica Badu. People are, are sensitive about their stuff. So I understand that protective nature. But like, babe, mm-hmm. give newbies mm-hmm. room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most yeah. importantly, give newbies room to interpret. I, I love that one saying, and I don't know, forgive me if I'm misquoting it. I don't know if it was a Jeff Richards or a Stafford thing uh, that was like, your glorantha may vary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, it's your glorantha will vary. It, it started with May, but we soon discovered that it is the world. Your Garantha <laughs> will vary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think the other the other problem about like you're basically, you know, missing the tropes of Bronze Age, right? It's like Well said. One thing that I realized, like I was thinking about it not too long ago, is that as long as you have the tropes. You can play in something even if you don't know the lore. And to me, like I realized that oh. the 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 best example for this is playing in medieval Japan as samurai. Everybody knows samurais. Everybody knows like you know the shoguns and uh, people drinking tea and mm-hmm. um, you know duels with katanas and all that. Yeah. Nobody knows the lore. If nope. I'm if I'm asking you like who was the emperor of Japan in 1372 and what are the name of the provinces and all that nobody knows that stuff. Everybody nope. knows only the tropes, and so that's all you need really. It's the tropes, and the lore can come later. Um, and, and so for Glorantha, the problem is you only have the lore, and nobody knows the tropes really. And I think Chaosium is some like half fixing that. Mostly by having a lot of really wonderful art in the new mm-hmm. books. Yeah. So that at least you can get the, a, a, a mental image of the world. Yeah. Uh, but but it's still it's still tricky. I'm not sure exactly what, uh, you know, short of 
HBO or, uh, you know, uh, Netflix coming up with some, you know, great, cool TV series about, um, you know, Bron- well, there was the TV series Rome, which was like pretty good, yeah. but um, it's, it's way bit- too modern. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, yes. uh, actually, we do have all those uh, uh, movies, really. Uh, uh, you can uh, you can't go much wrong by looking at the Old Testament. Yeah, mm-hmm. looking at your Old Testament stuff, you could even stretch it to like uh, what Troy, maybe Troy falls yes, in there, right? Yeah, indeed. Troy is a uh, yeah. uh, very good uh, resource. There's yeah. the uh, the 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 fairly bad but very nice looking uh, Alexander movie by uh, Oliver Stone. Oh, so bad, but it, it was, was so very pretty. bad. But the 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 you know the costumes and the uh, and, the, and, and the, yeah, it was it looked great. But yeah, the, the as, as a movie, it. it <laughs> yeah, perhaps you have to dub it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, those are still sort of like, you know, a bit out of the way movies that not everybody might have seen. I mean, I surely started tracking down those movies only after I started playing in Glorantha. So Yeah. Of course there's another influence we cannot forget, and that's Conan and uh, that ilk. All mm-hmm. of that applies to. Oh, yeah. Conan. I didn't even think about that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know. You said something. I wrote it down because I thought it was that impactful where um, the difference between having access to the lore and knowing the tropes and how you can carry a lot of uh, fabricated lore. If you know the tropes, I almost would like to know, like, what are 10 tropes that you can pull from Glorantha that you can pull from RuneQuest that can make that a little bit more palatable to people? Oh, snap. You're interviewing us now. Now. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) And it's good. Yeah. Sorry. It's Let's see. Um, well, uh, how to be an Orlanthi is uh, would be one, and there's a few things about or- Orlanthi uh, which are rather easy to remember. Like, oh, well, uh, violence is always an option. Okay. No one can make you do anything. Okay. And follow chosen leaders. Those are three uh, things that the Orlanthi say. Uh, Orlanthi say among themselves. And if you apply those to your character, you're halfway there. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's palatable. That's something I could sit down and be like, I'm playing in Bronze Age. What? I don't know what that means. What is my character? Is a member of a tribe in it? <laughs> yeah. Violence is always an option. Got it. Listen to my superiors. And what was the third one? Uh, no one can make you do anything. And no one can yeah. make me do anything. Yeah. yeah. Like to yeah. me, the, the tropes that come to mind are religion and politics are the same. So you're political leaders are the same as the religious leaders like you have a priest king and a, mm. the chieftain of the clan is also the mm. the the local you know uh, uh leader of uh the the main religion like the Orlanth cult and all that yeah um there's always like the the general idea of ancient and edge cities you know there's going to be a market with lots of smelly things and, you know, mules and maybe some, some slaves as in like, you know, prisoners of war and whatnot. There's going to be a hill with temples, uh, with people hanging out, people in the robes, uh, you know, philosophers like Greek philosophers, um, mm. uh, 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 screaming stuff, uh, on the plaza. So, you know, this kind of trope. Yeah. The philosophers, uh, basically like old fans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but so the philosophers would be the, 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 the mostly initiates of Lank or Mai in the RuneQuest uh, uh, <laughs> things. Other tropes would be, uh, well, one, one thing is, and it's very much like how Glorantha is presented in the, in the material, which is, um, you know, everybody 
Like every every NPC, every monster is a person, more or less. You know, they all have they all have uh, their own beliefs, their own culture, their own uh, reasons to do something. Right? Um, yeah, they're a complete entity. They're not just yes. a stat block to hit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you know, when you when you meet some trolls, well, they have reasons to be angry uh, or hungry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They they have their cults and and their um, and their traditions etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So that that's uh, uh, another trope that's easy to play yeah. with. I missed one uh, from the inside culture, which is the female one. And I was, there's always another way. Right. Yeah. There's always another way. Yeah. The 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 earth and well yeah the the earth cults are mostly about. Um, you know, intrigue, diplomacy, and harmony. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to uh, other cults, which might be all about uh, you know war. Or... So, uh, using using the runes as yeah. uh, as a guide. Yeah, you know, if, if you if you look at the, the the couple pages in the starter set or the rule book that describe what the runes are, you know, air is mm -hmm. recklessness, courage fighting right so you know that's what the what the air cults are going to be or what what your character is if they have a strong Good air versus there. something else so it's it's also yep um i'm sure jeff richard would say something about like you know uh, myths are all populated with archetypes and and that's that's what you manipulate really you 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 don't need to really know about the actual again the actual lore you don't need yeah. to know that you know the the death god is called humact humact whatever you pronounce it uh and the, uh, <laughs> and, and the, you know the healer life god is called trana roy like all you need to do is play with the with the archetypes of a the healer of, a yeah. killer a, a reckless uh fighter etc and then you you can learn the yeah. names later yeah, and all of that really applies to the GM and not to the players. Well said, and a good reminder. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, as a newbie, I think one trope I would throw in there that threw me off that I'm still yeah. kind of getting in bed with is that magic is everywhere. I'm oh, yes. so used to fantasy games where, like, you know, the fighter <laughs> might have a magic weapon, but they don't have access to magic. But right. just the fact that magic is just embedded into the belief structure, it's embedded into the ground that you walk on, how you approach certain situations, your decision making. I think that because everyone has access to rune Some spells. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. and amazing and it's something that i'm still getting in bed with now as i'm continuing to go through the world with james and not only do you have access to magic you have access to at least two magic systems which is like twice as many as most <laughs> other games uh, which is again you know a lot of added crunch uh, yeah. but yeah and it's um it, yeah it, it is quite different in that sense yeah very much so but like the tropes you guys just listed off, that gives me a plate full of, okay, I don't understand it, but I at least have a starting point. Let's go. What do, what do I roll? Where do I go from here? Yeah. And I think the last trope that comes to mind is how this is an ancient world. You know, they believed like on earth, they believed that, you know, back then the earth was, you know, flat and that the 
stars were gods and that the sun was a god and all that. So, and, and on Glorantha, it's true. It's actually flat. It's not just a belief. And, uh, the, the sun is, Glorantha the, is flat. I, the world is actually flat. Yes. Mostly. I mean, there are, there are still mountains and stuff, but yeah, it's, it's lovingly called the Losange. So can you fall off the corner? Yeah, if you if you if you go all the way to the edge of the of the of the map, you end up in the some sort of like a primal river thingy that can wash yeah. you down to the underworld and all that. So it's like really literally like you take you take the beliefs of the old worlds, you know, that oh you can get to yeah. the land of the dead if you go to the underworld like deep enough or whatever. And in Glorenta yeah. it's true. Holy cow, that's amazing. <laughs> Yes. That's so, awesome. uh, so yeah, if, if Jem tells you that there is a uh, big uh, chasm in, in the ground and it seems to be bottomless, uh, yeah, don't jump. Don't jump. Don't make that good <laughs> yes. to know. Good to or know. Or actually do know. jump because that will make a good story because you'll end up in the underworld. Uh, so Ooh. that's good. Uh, so do jump actually. Yes. <laughs> I changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> but, but so, um, and, and you, you basically extend that to everything else, you know, uh, it's like, the old people didn't know about germs, right? If you're right. sick, it's because there's a spirit that has come into your body and made you sick, right? Uh, and um, and the rivers are also have sp- like the trees, the river, and all that. All everything has spirit. Like it's a bit of like animism, shamanism yep. thing. So also well, the rivers like, used to be some weird uh, warmy things that crawled up the land, uh, bringing down uh, much of what they found, uh, like normal rivers, but they weren't flat. They were like big tentac- tentacles or tendrils uh, slowly uh, exploring into the land. Yeah, they Holy they invaded uh, they invaded back in the before time, and that's what made the rivers. But but so it's just like that's beautiful. God, the lore is so rich and sexy. <laughs> it's, so it's just like you know something to keep in mind that uh, you know basically by default I go with you know whatever you know I'm used to things falling down through gravity and people getting yeah. sick and and whatnot. But if I get a stupid idea that oh i can explain that with spirits or whatever yeah then that often gives me an idea for an adventure or for a small detail in the world yeah. or etc cetera, etc cetera. so this is also a trope you can reach out whenever something pops into your mind and the rest of the time you just default but, to yeah. so there uh, nowadays the rivers flow down like normal rivers all but one yeah there's a few there's a couple of rivers that still flow upwards like when they were invaded because they didn't get the memo that they need to turn around. The memo. <laughs> they missed that Zoom call. <laughs> if you come to a river and it flows up river, you know you, you're now in the, time, uh, in the same time as the gods. Oh. And so, um, I'll say this. The example you just laid through about like, hey, uh, the shamanism, animism, everything has a spirit, everything has a place, magic is everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think that should be led out front for everyone that's like, what the hell am I doing in Bronze Age? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been yeah. more helpful than I could possibly articulate in this moment for perspective going into the game. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Because you're right. I'm having the aha moment on the back end, but on the front end, that would have been like, <laughs> oh, okay, got it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that would have been very helpful. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I was just... Yeah. Uh, because it's something Chaosium is actively working on, especially with the new hero game. It's like, hey, it doesn't have to be scary. 
Yes. We can start really small and have our stories be this big and you can still get a taste of the world. Like Bridget is still stressed out about what happened with centaurs. I'm so stressed out about it. It's not even funny. And I was talking to a friend about it. I was like, they did what? And they, and they're what now? That is terrifying. Tell me more. <laughs> but, you know, James is rolling it out where it's like little small pieces and it's palatable. I don't have to worry about this big world or this big lore. I can just focus on what's in front of me and get spoon fed that from there. So um, I know that is one technique that Chaosium is using to help branch out and um, expose other people to RuneQuest. But just when you were talking about the lore and the tropes example, I was like, OK, so what other tropes could we be rolling out to make people less afraid of the setting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I have to go look up stuff about rivers. <laughs> Maybe you should write it. Oh, <laughs> as a total aside, I'm going to, so babe, I'm going to jump in here just because you said it. The Johnstown Compendium uh, community, y'all are some mm-hmm. rock stars. <laughs> Holy cow. If something gets published on the JC, that bad boy is going silver. It is, it's inevitable. It is going silver. I <laughs> love the way that community wraps itself around each other and it's just full-blown cheerleader hurrah hurrah let's get it i just had to throw that out there the jc community I, i'm not as active over there because i don't really know room quest like that i know nick brooks spends a lot of time yes. over there but y'all are just that jc community just you said you should write it i was like man i should because <laughs> that community is sexy i love them yeah you know yeah nick nick is doing a good job really supporting yes. uh everybody so uh okay we should um um well move on. yeah we should <laughs> move on a bit sorry uh, I, was, I was interviewing you guys yeah. <laughs> my bad um so usually we ask people about their game uh but we knew all about your game because it's on youtube and people Yay! should check it out because like i said it's great yeah we just asked about what you wish you'd known <laughs> yeah um did you eventually come across a couple really good things that you actually would recommend now to newbies and say like, oh, you know, I struggled, but then I got this. And so you should start with this. Uh, you teased it out earlier. So I'm just going to double down on it because I think you're right. Uh, no, I didn't really have any luck with under. I just didn't. I, I tried. Guys, I tried. I Damn it, I really try, especially because I was like, I'm about to go live on RuneQuest and I have no idea what is happening. And I'm sitting in a mirror drawing like Earth runes on my face. So um, the thing that helped me the most, honest to God, was the starter set. Yeah. After I burned out on Google searches and library searches, and uh, I even started like messaging people at Chaos and was like, guys, I'm about to get on this stream for RuneQuest. I don't know what the hell is going on. Like, <laughs> how do I deal with this air elemental? Is, is she actually this 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 seductive? Like, this character is sexy. Can I be super sexy on stream? Where am I? So anyways. <laughs> I, I, can, I can picture you like, you know. 30 minutes before the stream, emailing like Rick Mains and Jeff Richards, like, what's a rune and why am I questing for it? What the fuck? Why is my sister riding a bison? What war? Yeah, it was a mess. It was, it was, it was a whole mess. It was super stress. My anxiety levels were all over the place. And plus, I was scared. Well, you did great. It's all good. Thank you. I, sincerely, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to avoid a lot of that bullshit I went through, start with the starter set. Because once I stopped looking for exterior support, I realized that the majority of the support that I needed to at least fake it mm-hmm. was in the starter set. I couldn't figure out a costume to wear for that stream for nothing. I kept, I, go Google Bronze Age outfits and see what you get. It's a lot of nothing. <laughs> believe me, I yes. tried yes. multiple times. Um, so what I did is I just, I went to the starter set. It's like, okay, I got nothing. And the one thing I was going to, doubling down on something you said earlier, was the art. 
Chaos has done a great job with the mood art. So I just started flipping through the starter set. I was like, okay, apparently I have to build my own impression off of the back sheets of these starter characters. And I was looking at Yanioff, and then I looked at, um, I think her name is Verana, and I started looking at these characters. I said, okay, 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 well... Um, these three female characters have runes on their face. I'm going to draw some runes on my face. The beads <laughs> that I put in my hair with the braids yeah. were because the art for Yanni looked like she had pearls in her hair. Um, so I, I didn't have anywhere else to go that I felt secure enough with. So I went to the starter set. The starter set was a really, really big help. Uh, another thing that was a big help if you're coming in super blind is that adventure they wrote, that solo adventure in the starter set. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was a big help. I played through that. Um, Which was, I think, co-written by James, right? I think so. Yes. Listen, don't get me to lie to you yeah. on air. Uh, <laughs> but that really helped because I'm just like, I'm riding a bison. The hell? That's normal. No one has a problem with this. Okay, got it. All right. And we're going, we're going to like, I can augment with a rune. The, what does that mean? Oh, okay. The solo adventure really helped, but really the art from that starter set was everything that got me through the beginning. Yeah. You mentioned a lot about riding a bison. And I want to mention that riding a bison was also one of the first thing that grabbed me. And I said like, hmm, that game looks interesting because <laughs> it's different. So apparently we need to market more riding bisons. That'll get people interested. That'll yeah. get them asking questions. <laughs> Would you like to ride a bison? Try RuneQuest today. <laughs> I mean, the upcoming uh, the upcoming computer game also had the uh, teaser scenes uh, riding a bison. Like it's dope. Dude. It's a bison. Of all the things you could be riding, a bison, really. You oh, got yeah. a lance on a bison. That is yes. dope. Yeah, it is. It is. What else do we have? Um, I think we're uh, down to the fun thing. A thing like, how do you pronounce the name of the death god? Kumakti. Yeah. yeah. Well, did I get that right? Yeah, well, it's the cultist of the god, Yeah, but yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Harley Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. You, you want to quiz poor Bridget on the lore? That's I got me. one. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> well, one point for project already. Okay, go for it. Go go for it. That's all I'm gonna know. <laughs> um, who do you like less? The Orlanthi or the Lunas? I think the default answer is the Lunas. The Lunars, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the default? No? I mean, if you're an Orlanthi, yeah. yes, but uh, if you're a Nick Brook, for example, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till Nick hears that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send him this episode. I'm going to timestamp that comment. <laughs> and send it right to him. I love you, Nick. Oh, he's, uh, a, he's, a, he's a big Lunar fan. So yes. He is a big Lunar fan. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so yeah. Easy. I'm going to go with Lunar. Lunars, we like we like less. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's more frightful, the troll or chaos? What's more what? Frightful for you, a troll or a chaos creature? Bridget is going to have to go with a chaos creature because Bridget has not met them in game yet. And everything I've heard about chaos is some dark, hellish entity that can consume the world. And it's like the one thing you don't fuck with. Um, I've encountered trolls. And when I first saw them. Yeah. Wait, 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 no, no, no. You actually met some chaos creatures. Like when you when you fought the scorpion man in a rough landing. <gasps> That's right. You remember yes. my stories better than me. God bless you. <laughs> Uh, what you said about uh, the dark thing from hell trying to devil the world, well, that describes the trolls to a dot. Really? Yeah. So one one cool thing when you think about trolls is they're political refugees. Because what happened was they they are creatures of darkness. They were living in the underworld very nicely. They, they liked the dark down there and the cold and all that. But then Orlanth went and killed the sun. So the sun was dead. It went underworld, right? It went to the land of the dead. 
which meant that all of a sudden it was warm and light down there. So the like, trolls, this is not what we wanted. Yeah. So the trolls had to flee to the surface where it was now night. It was the first night, like it's the, the, the mythic reasoning for the night and day, right? And so they had to flee to the surface. And then Orlanth went down and resuscitated the sun, which makes the, the circle of night and day. And now the trolls are upstairs and half the time it's day and they're pissed, but they're effectively political refugees. They got they got kicked out of their home by Yelm being killed by Orlanth. So yeah, you know, assholes. Guys, how beautiful is that? Like just from a store, how beautiful is that? It's not just a CR ten monster that's immune to fire and you beat it with a stick. It's like, no, these are political refugees. They don't want to be here either. They don't yes. want to see you. You don't want to see them. Now, what are you going to do today? Exactly. Like yes. that is so good. <laughs> hey, have y'all considered doing like little apple size? You guys might have already been doing this. Sorry if you do. Like pieces. Like, hey, let's talk about rivers and Guarantha. Thirty minutes in and out. Hey, let's talk about trolls. 30 minutes in and out. We don't have to because other people are doing that. Uh, they're called JM and Evan. Uh, and they do this YouTube series called Exploring Lorentha. Now they, they don't do it in 30 minutes. They do it more in like a, an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but they do have like an episode on trolls, an episode on elves, an episode on uh, nice. cracks, etc. So they, they do this sort of like Lorentha 101 uh youtube series uh well they they live stream on twitch and then they put it on 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 youtube uh you we'll get... that was jm and evan? evan yeah so look for exploring glorantha on youtube exploring but Glorantha. Uh, yeah we'll have yeah. links we'll send you links uh Thank you. yeah because <laughs> like the rivers that sounds dope yeah, Trolls being political refugees holy cow that's heartbreaking <laughs> yes yes those poor yeah. guys well uh have you learned about the trolkin no Oh yeah. Well, I mean, wait, no, let's not. <laughs> I'll get on JM and Evans, and I'll I'll start getting caught up. It'll take me two decades, but I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, because if if we stop talking about Lawrence and the lore, we're we're gonna be here until tonight. <laughs> it's pretty cool that it's that rich that you could talk about it that long. It's also very intimidating. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but but I think like you know if. If we make an effort to talk about it in an accessible way and Agreed. in a, do you know about this cool thing? Let me tell you about it instead of in a, you know, let me correct you kind of way. Correct. Then yes, um, it's it's all about the the way we talk to uh, to people. Hopefully we're doing it right. I don't know. It feels good here. This is a celebration, not a lecture. For me as an old fart, it's really, I need somebody to play it off to. Yes. Okay. Uh, did we have anything else? Yeah, your favorite mount. I think we already have that. <laughs> oh, so it has to be the bison. I don't even know what else you can ride in Lorantha, but the bison are dope, honey. Favorite weapon? Seduction. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go. go take that home. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. Favorite room? Oh. Oh, ouch, 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 ouch. That hurt, that hurt, that hurt. No. Uh, which one uh, would you ha like to have, which uh, your character hasn't? No, there's, there's, those rooms are so good. You can't make me choose. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want. So Yania, the, the pre-generated character in the starter set, um, yeah. I believe Jeff Richards' wife wrote that one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus, that character was so good. Like, like oh, God. So anyways, I think her big thing was Earth. So I really want to say Earth Room. Um, yeah. 
Bridget's polar opposite personality wise is the death rune, which makes the death rune so attractive. There is a chill <laughs> and a, a a melancholy and a distance to the death rune that is just it makes me shudder. Um, so I really can't choose because I also want to go air because air is also fun. I don't I, I don't want to choose. So I, I choose not to choose. You can yeah. choose earth and death. That's fine. That's fine. I could do earth and death. Yes. I'm going to do yeah. all of them. How about that? So <laughs> yeah, that's called illumination. And it's an option too. <laughs> See, I got options. There we go. Bam. Okay, wait, I have to reverse question. What are your guys' favorite rooms? If you had to choose one. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, see that's how it feels. <laughs> mobility change. Hey, I like mobility. Okay, that's a great one. I love it. I would probably go with disorder because <laughs> when when I uh, I like the tricksters in in Glorantha because it's um, it's a character archetype that doesn't exist much in other games. Yeah, except possibly in Vampire: The Masquerade because I played the Malkavian. For a yep. long time in a in a campaign back when I was young, and I had a lot of fun playing a Malkavian, and so basically Malkavians are tricksters. So yeah, disorder rune, disorder and uh, mobility. Okay, I like it. I like it. So yeah, if you have uh, other questions, like one one of the things was that Jörg here is a walking encyclopedia of Glorantha. So, but I mean, you also have access to Jeff Richard, which is even better. Um, but if you have any question about um Glorantha. you can ask it now but you already asked a lot <laughs> i came with a lot and i have a lot more to go but again we'll be here all night <laughs> well you, you can all you can also get a rain check oh that's right because i can get your contact information and stalk you with Glorantha questions <laughs> which again thank you for the willingness to be like hey yeah i can chat it up with you i can talk thank you for your willingness to actually sit down and celebrate with a newbie versus like hey let me lecture you about this yeah, well, that's uh, that's what this whole series of newbie interviews are uh, are about. Um, so I guess now uh, you can just talk about everything cool that you are doing and that where people can find you. Well, we can put it in links. Yeah, you'll have links to the new hero uh, actual play, but you can also uh, do a bit of promotion for all the Call of Cthulhu side because I'm a big Call of Cthulhu fan. Um, I actually prefer Call of Cthulhu to RuneQuest, to be honest, but uh, don't, <laughs> you know, it's just between you and me. Uh, <laughs> I won't tell. Yes, uh, you've got like scenarios on the on the Miskatonic repository. You're on some podcasts to tell you all about where we can find you and all the cool stuff you do. Yeah. One, thank you guys again so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So closing out again, my name is Bridget Jeffries. I own Symphony Entertainment Gaming and Arts. So really, if you go to symphonyentertainment.com, that's symphony like a musical symphonyentertainment.com, you can hit either the press release or the contact uh, or the CV and see everything I've either written, uh, produced. Uh, if I did a sensitivity read on it, if I'm on somebody's podcast, somebody's stream, you can literally catch me um, all over there. I have a Twitch channel that launched July of 2022. That is twitch.tv forward slash symphony entertainment that focuses on all horror role-playing games so call of cthulhu alien dread uh cthulhu dark uh we're gonna be running cult next week so horror is my happy place uh which james <laughs> is actually horror is my happy place uh yes. but james no, it makes really sense yeah. yeah, right. It's just listen, people are people. Uh, so you can catch me pretty much over there. Uh, that'll give you all my links to the Miskatonic repository, anything that I have out. And then, of course, if you want to watch me fumble around Glorantha, uh, definitely check me out on the stream of chaos. James is doing 
a spectacular job with making it accessible, making me feel safe and secure, and also where I can just play and have a good time and he's running all the rules in the background. Yeah, I mean, we're going to interview James and, um, oh God. David? And David, thank you. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> so, so yeah, we'll get them on, on this. We'll get their side of the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. The book side. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we'll have links to all your good stuff. Uh, thanks Thank again you. for uh, spending this time with us. Uh, hopefully see you at Chaosium Con. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I will be there. I will be there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure yet if I'll be able to make it, but I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Jörg, fingers might crossed, be, fingers crossed. Jörg might be too far away. I am, yeah. <laughs> Certainly Jörg, I am. Jörg, you don't know how to teleport, babe? <laughs> you haven't conquered that yet? Teleportation? You can't just teleport over to Ann Arbor? No, um, I usually have to go through hell and uh, uh, coming back is nothing. I just, you're in a chemistry lab. I'm sure there's like, if you combine a couple of things, you can poof and appear. Just try it. Try yes, it. See what happens. Yeah, but first I have to make the spider radioactive. Oh, there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, my last question I have as I'm signing off. Are you or are you not a bot? Could you please repeat that question? <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the God Learners Glorantan Initiation Series. The intro music is Dancing Tiger by Dam Scray. The outro music is Islam Dream by Serge Quadrado. You can find us online at godlearners.com or on Twitter and Facebook at The God Learners. See you next time. Question everything to the void and beyond.